Hey guys, Kevin with uh, Low Country Paper. I'm marketing director here with Steven, the VP of sales. Um, we're here to talk about some pavers today. So as a manufacturer, we, we see the good, the bad, the ugly of all types of paper installations. There's a few mistakes to really avoid. And these are things that I preach when I go to the field and I talk to these new contractors or I speak to guys that want to know and learn how to install papers. It's like there's these key mistakes that they can really try to avoid that'll set them up for a great install and a successful business in the paper industry. And, you know, I see a lot of guys, primarily the first area of focus is they don't dig a deep enough base. So they're not preparing the base appropriately. And when you shortened and don't dig out enough, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because ultimately, if you're not bringing in enough base, if you're not excavating enough and having enough space to bring in the appropriate amount of base, you're not going to be able to compact that appropriately. And then that system, the paver, patio, driveway, pool deck, whatever it is, it will ultimately fail and you're going to get callbacks and that's going to hurt your reputation down the road for sure. So, so what does that look like if, if uh, the base isn't deep enough? Like how, how does that um, yes. materialize, yeah. I guess? Yes. Yeah. So from if you're a homeowner or a contractor, you're, you're, let's say it's, it's all depending on the type of job you're doing, right? So let's say you want to do a driveway. There's specifications for how much you should dig out that driveway and prepare the base appropriately according to that spec. And that's all information we can provide you as a manufacturer. We have those details. We have those specifications we can give you and make those recommendations to you. So, you know, you, you want to, on a patio, you need at least four inches of a crushed base and then an inch of bedding sand or a bedding layer, depending on the style of base you're preparing. And then you also have to take into account the two and three eighths inch typical paper thickness, which right. is what we offer, right? So altogether, if you have four inches of your crush base, an inch of sand, two and three eighths of a paver, you're seven, eight inches deep that you have to excavate in order to appropriately get that patio to a true grade. And so that's where I see the biggest mistake is the guys are not excavating enough they're not bringing in enough base and their grades oftentimes are off. You know, it's very important that you look at the fall of the yard and the fall of the patio itself. And you want to make sure the water is running away from the home, right? Like right. we don't want water in the house. Nobody right. wants water in the house. So you have to draw and run your lines appropriately. So, you know, your grade throughout the whole project from end to end, from the house, from the high point to the low point, you want to make sure that you're grading appropriately. So are we looking at, um, like, if the base and the grading and all of that is is done improperly, we're looking at pavers that are going to sink, they're going to fall out, they're going <clears> to... <throat> They're just not going to stay in place. They're going to yeah, exactly. fall apart. Yeah. I hate seeing that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's cringy. You, you don't want waves in your patio, right? Nobody wants right. that. You want a nice flat patio. So when you put your furniture out there or you're hosting guests, no one's tripping over loose stones. So like that, that's all dependent on your compacted base. So you need to prepare your base appropriately. appropriately. Make sure it's the correct thickness. You're going to compact it. Use your bedding layer. Make sure you grade it out and screed it out appropriately. You lay your pavers down and you should have a nice level base and the paper should be even. There should be no tripping hazard. There should be no undulation. 
in the field of the pavers. You want your edges secured appropriately. Like you don't want them falling off. I, I've seen jobs where the edges weren't secured, the pavers are falling off. That's a tripping hazard. Like yeah. it's also aesthetically, like it just doesn't look good. It's just like so many other things. You gotta you gotta do the prep work. That's right. And yeah. and the install will go in yeah. uh, and just well. What other uh, what other kind of issues do you see? Um, some some people make when they're installing some pavers. Yes, yeah, so a lot of it deals with the pattern too. So depending on the style of paper you choose, I mean, we have over a dozen different styles, right? And right. Each one of those has a certain laying pattern you could do depending on the type of application, right? And also the style of paper utilizing, there's going to be different laying patterns. And what we run into a lot of the guys when they first start out, just laying them in a straight line. Exactly. The, nice. They're going to do the easiest pattern they can. And that, and that what, what that typically is, is, is a running bomb pattern where they just lay it in a line and then they don't run their lines appropriately. So you're going to have waves and there's going to be curvature and nobody wants to yeah, little, squig little squiggly, squiggly line. lines, right? Yeah. Like nobody wants that on a patio, right? So what I always coach guys to do, new contractors, people I'm meeting in the field that I haven't spoken to in the past, or, you know, I really try and coach and talk to them about using the right patterns that break up those long lines. Right. It makes it easier on you as an installer, but it's also going to give you a better finished it product. Looks way, it, it looks, looks better. way better. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want squiggly lines on my patio. And when I go to a job site and I see those, their job's ruined yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and then there's a, you know, there's driveways. When you do it on driveways, if your lines, if you're running straight lines on a driveways, on a driveway, you're going to run into problems down the road. Because as that it's car separates, exactly, yeah. yeah. As the car turns, you're pushing force and pushing the pavers away, so it's going to fail. Even like a ten foot line on a driveway where you have yeah. too many, just avoid it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah, do do like a herringbone pattern, or you know, there's a number of modular patterns depending on the type of product. Again, we do like we do a lot of three piece driveways. I love when they do a nice herringbone style on that and breaks up the lines consistently and it just looks it's a much Get artistic with it yeah, yeah. exactly much yeah. more finished product so um you know overall too when you're laying the pavers what i've realized too is a lot of the newer guys they just want to drop the paver and just keep going so what, what i'm talking about is like when you're building the patio or the driveway they just drop the paver in place and mm. what we coach and what everybody will tell you is to do the click and drop method where actually click one paver against the next and then you let it fall into place right. rather than just dropping because when you just drop it it's going to displace the bedding layer underneath that and then and you're going to have gaps you'll have gaps yeah. so then you'll have inconsistent sand when you go to infill it and again like not only is it a structural nightmare, it just doesn't look good. Like you can tell that it wasn't finished correctly. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those are the big mistakes I see. Um, and that's during the installation process. Another thing too, on the back end, as, a, as an installer, like you want to be selling maintenance packages too, right? Like so, or at least offer it. And what I mean by maintenance is the finished result. Like always use a sand and I always recommend a polymeric sand, but mm -hmm. I see guys mess it up with the polymeric sand, you're going to keep ants, weeds at bay. It's a nice finished product. You yeah. know, there's different color options. So design-wise, there's much more flexibility, right? But not only that, like if... So don't use like 
sandbox play sand? No, def- definitely not recommended. That doesn't, that doesn't work no, for no, this, no, no, this no. purpose yeah, at all? So we always recommend, you know, it, unless it's a permeable install, right? Then it's a different product altogether. But yeah, right. absolutely a polymeric style sand. It's going to lock the joint in tightly. It really adds structure, but it also, again, inhibits weeds. It looks better. The biggest mistake I see guys do is they sweep too much sand into the joint and they overfill the joints. So then it almost looks like grout lines. Like it looks mm-hmm. like you mortared the, the pavers yeah, together. Before. Yeah. It's and not then grass just grows like in it. Yeah. It's not yeah. supposed to look like that. Um, so they overfill the joints and then they don't blow it off appropriately. So you have to make sure that you're blowing all the excess off before you activate it. Otherwise, it's going to feel like sandpaper. So then you're going to have like, you'll, you'll have this poly sand stuck to the surface of the paver and that's very hard to get off. You right. have to power wash it. You've got, got to get some hot water, scrub it as hard as you can. And even maybe then, even just replace yeah. that, that piece. And we've seen people have to do that depending on the type of polymeric sand they use. Again, because some are Portland based and that Portland is not going to come off. Right. So right. tell me about this, uh, this, this job we have going on um, right up the road here. About a mile away. Yeah, so right now we're in Somerville, South Carolina. We have a project right now that we're working closely with an architect on. It's actually his personal residence. He designed uh, a driveway using our hydroplank product. It's a 4 by 13 110 millimeter linear plank style permeable product. Um, during In coastal communities like the Charleston area, Hilton Head, Savannah, Brunswick, St. Simons, Jacksonville, Myrtle Beach, Wilmington, all along the coast, we're seeing a huge push in emphasis on permeable papers. Right. A number of municipalities are requiring these types of products on new constructions and even remodels, right? So, and the reasoning behind that is, I mean, you, you, you're familiar with Charleston, it floods all the time, yeah. right? All the time. All the time. So yeah. the infrastructure is not equipped to handle all this development there's nowhere for the water to go. And especially if we get a king tide, it the streets are gonna flood. Yep. So Yeah, like last night. I mean yeah. I was yeah. I was out I was out on the water last night. The tide was probably two feet higher than it should have been. Yeah. And God forbid it rains during that time and, yeah. and you got about three feet of water on King Street. Yeah. Don't ever leave your car down there, that's for sure, because yeah. you're gonna be in trouble. But yeah, I mean, the, so the whole idea behind permeable pavers and the benefit is you're giving a place where this rainwater can go. When you're building a house, you're reducing the pervious surface that's already on site, right? Like you're taking mm-hmm. a barren site, which was dirt and grass, which is a natural setting where the water can penetrate and, and, and permeate right into the Potentially soil. not flood in Charleston. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to go through the soil. It'll join the water table and go through the natural water cycle. Well, now you build a 2,000, 3,000 square foot house, all that water is running off. So what, what the municipalities are requiring is you have to have a certain percentage of impervious to pervious mm-hmm. coverage. Well, the benefit of permeable pavers from a developer and owner and a contractor standpoint is you can allow your customer to have more usable space. They can build a bigger house. If you're a developer, you can add another condo. You can add another right. vertical building if you a carriage off, house. Yeah, or yeah. carriage house, exactly. Yeah. If you offset that building with permeable pavers. And now you have a place where you can park. We see people park their cars, golf carts, boats. They do mm-hmm. it, you know, as long as that area is built to spec and to code, like the water is going to drain. 
now the rainwater that's coming off your house, coming from the yard in the streets, like that has somewhere to go. It's right. stored underneath. It can go through the cycle again. And it does look, I mean, it looks amazing. Some of those driveways look yeah. amazing. That one we did in, in yeah. Hilton Head, yeah. uh, right by the beach. Yeah. That that one's one of my favorite my favorite color combos, that Charleston Pearl and that and the battery, the battery gray. gray. Yeah, it's beautiful. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it works perfect in those environments because the soils are already sandy. So they already drain well. But when, when you would typically bring in and run a concrete driveway, now all that water's going yeah. nowhere. It's right. Like, it's, that's an impervious surface, meaning the water can't get underneath. We bring in a permeable paver. Now it goes straight back to the ocean. That's right. Well, it drains appropriately. It, yeah. it, it does what it's supposed to do naturally. Yeah. So that's, that's the big reason behind permeable pavers. And one of the biggest benefits I see and why I think coastal communities, you'll see it more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and this job in particular, it was just that. He's building a new home and he was required to use permeable pavers. And from a style standpoint, um, our hydroplink is a much more modern look. And that's what he was trying to capture. I'm very, I'm very excited to see the uh, the final result yeah. of that because the home looked very interesting, a different, a completely different style than what we yeah. typically see in this area. We see a lot of that coastal style. So very much not very a low country style home. Yeah. It's beautiful, very modern, clean lines, darker in color, like yep. beautiful. Um, and we actually have two distinct driveways going in on that site because he has his personal residence and he's got another house on site too. So we're using our hydro shed on one portion, which is our standard okay. four by eight. And then on his primary driveway, which is where he'll drive up, that's our hydroplank. The again. hydroplank. Yes. Yeah, so, and yeah, it's going to, it's it, going to look, it'll great. look fabulous. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Uh, I'm Kevin, marketing director with Low Country Paver, and we have Steven here, the VP of sales for Low Country Paver. Uh, make sure to follow us on socials and stay up to date with everything we have going on, all the content we have coming out, all our job sites, um, anything that you want to learn about pavers, feel free to contact us. Uh, you can find us at lcpaver.com. So yeah, I appreciate sure. it, guys. See you next time.